Welcome into a special edition of After the Press here on ClintonHero.com. I'm Zach James, and tonight we're going to do something a little bit different. Instead of giving you a prep scoreboard and letting, letting you know what John and I think, we're going to let you know what a fellow sports writer who covers the Illinois Fighting Line, I think, and we'll interview Chad Dare of the Danville Commercial News about what he thinks after Illinois' bad loss on Tuesday night to the Purdue Boilermakers. Let's bring him in here. He is the sports editor of the Danville Commercial News, a sister newspaper of ours in the CNHI family. He is Chad Dare. Chad, welcome in, and let's start off with this. This Illinois team is kind of a lot like the Iowa Hawkeyes a little bit in terms of you don't know what you're going to get on a nightly basis. Is that how you perceive this Illinois team as well? I mean, this team is, is very inconsistent. They're they're. One week is good offense, one week it's good defense, and or vice versa, bad offense, bad defense. And the biggest thing about it is, while they're very, while they have the the senior experience, it's not senior experience that's been together for three or four years. This is basically you have you know a Tracy Abrams who hasn't played in two years. So basically, like with the Malcolm Hill and Maverick Morgan and Jalen Tate, they were freshmen the last time that he played was on the court with them. So I mean, there really isn't a lot of cohesive experience and that's the biggest thing right now that I think you're seeing on the defensive end is that they do not have that cohesive bond to play a unified defensive effort and that's really costing this team. I mean, in three road Big Ten games this year, they're now allowing an average of ninety point three points a game and that's not gonna win a single Big Ten game. I mean if you if you even allow more than eighty points a game in a Big Ten, you are not gonna win. So that's just a really, really tough situation right now for John Gross and this Illinois team. I'm sure I'm not in this minority if I were a part of the Illini fan base, but I think head coach John Gross is on his way out after the season. But does he get a pass for having injuries, for having problems off the court too, or is he on the hot seat? He's feeling a lot of heat. He's not getting a pass for any of this. A lot of people believe that with all this experience that they should be doing better. They, they, And I think it's not so much the one loss record is one thing. I don't think that this is if you were to, if you were to sit down at the start of the year and penciled out what you thought that this Illinois team would do as far as a one loss record, you know, they're probably only a game or two off of what people would have projected at the start of the year. The problem is right now is that it's the way that they're losing. I mean, when you lose by 25 points at Maryland, you lose by 16 at Indiana in a game that really was a 20-point game for most of it, and you lose by 23, you know, at Purdue. Those are not good losses. I mean, you know, if you lost by, like, five or six points, then I think people would be accepting of it. But I think that there are such one-sided games that right now, you know, people are basically very upset with the way that this program is going. And, you know, some people are actually wanting, you know, are thinking that a change needs to be made. And, I think that that would be a huge mistake. If you look at the way that Gross has, you know, as a head coach, his best success has come when he's had a really good point guard. In his previous four seasons at Illinois, he's really not had the exceptional point guard that he's wanted. He's tried to recruit him, you know, between the Jalen Brunson who went on to Villanova, uh, Jaquan Lyle who went on to Ohio State. He's been in on some, you know, exceptional point guards in the recruiting process, but it's just not delivered that. Last year, he delivered one in Tejon Lucas, if you look at the freshman point guard that Illinois has right now. Tejon is starting now to develop some and starting to show people what he can do. 
they also have another one coming in next year. So, And you look at the recruiting class that he has coming in with DeMonte Williams from Peoria Emanuel, uh, Jeremiah Tillman from East St. Louis, uh, Javon Pickett from Belleville East. There are so many positive steps that have been made in the recruiting process that I think that if you were to make the coaching change at the end of this year, now, I, I do believe that if they don't make a postseason tournament that you're probably going to see a coaching change. But I think if they make any type of a postseason tournament, that's a step in the right direction considering that this is a team that did not play in the postseason game a year ago. I think it might be a baby step, but realize that with the recruiting that that's going to be a bigger step next year and the year after. And I think that that's the biggest thing that Illinois fans need to keep in mind. You know, it, patience is a tough thing to have in college athletics but it's something that could pay huge dividends if Illinois, you know, holds the course. What the heck is it going to take for this Illini team to find a way to get into a postseason tournament? I don't think it's the NCAA tournament. I think they get in somewhere, maybe a low seed in the NIT or a top seed in the CIT, CBI. Where do you see the Illini going in the postseason? Now as you kind of look at their schedule, the Big Ten schedule lightens up after this game at Michigan. Um, they have some. They have some very winnable games. That you know, they still have. I mean, while Northwestern's playing really well, that's a team that I think Illinois matches up well against. You know, they still have obviously the game with Iowa coming up, and that's a, a 50-50 game. That's one that they can. You know, is very winnable for Illinois that they have coming up. So I mean, they have some. You know, better matchups coming up down the road. The Penn State, Rutgers, those type of things. So you kind of look at it and say, okay, there are some games coming up that they can win. You know, and I think that as you look at the back half of the Big Ten schedule, it was a lot better than this first half where you had to play Maryland twice, you had to go to Indiana, to Purdue. I mean, those you know, those four games right there, those are, you know, obviously four games against probably the, you know, top four teams in the Big Ten this year. And those were not going to be very successful games regardless of how things panned out. I mean, right now, I mean, I think that, Best case scenario in that you were thinking one and three, and they ended up going on four. So, you know, they're not that far off of where they need to be to make the tournament. I mean, if they can get to 20 wins, they're going to get in the tournament. And you look at what they did during the non-conference, they only had one bad loss during the non-conference, and that was at home against Winthrop. I mean, and that was a game that they had won. You know, they were up by 10, and, and they just didn't close out the deal at, at the end. So, I mean, yeah, they have one bad loss, but if you look at their the RPI and you look at the kind of the, the projections and, and the tournament stuff, as long as they can get some wins here on the back and get to, like, a 9-9 nine and nine conference, you know, record, they'll put them at 19 and, uh, I think, 19 and 13 overall and then get into the Big Ten tournament and win a game there. That'll get them their 20 wins, and that'll be enough to get them into the NCAA tournament at a very low seed, but it would still get them in the NCAA tournament. For a postseason tournament, I think right now, you know, they'll, I think they for sure will get some type of NIT bid, because I think there's, I think they're guaranteed to have a winning season. 